you would, remain standing in your pew Bible to page 694, or if you brought your Bible with you, 2 Chronicles 15, verses 1 through 7. Second Chronicles 15, verses 1 through 7. The Spirit of God came on Azariah, son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Listen to me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you, but if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For a long time, Israel was without the true God, without a priest, and without the law. But in their distress, they turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and sought him, and he was found by them. In those days, it was not safe to travel about, for all the inhabitants of the land were in great turmoil. One nation was being crushed by another, and one city by another, because God was troubling them with every kind of distress. But as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. Everybody. Good? Good. I'm going to take a few moments to give a quick update. So, we moved. That's about it. No, I'm just kidding. So, no longer do we live in Martins Ferry. We live out in Belmont, and I want to share a little bit about that, because just really neat thing to what, what the Lord did with that, just as far as testimony. But things of, of what I'm involved with, with the Fulcrum Center and some other, is moving along. Moving along real well. Um, we moved out to a new house in, or another house new to us, in um, Belmont in March. So um, through a turn of events and some friends that um, Julie has and family, um, the gentleman ended up taking another job uh, back down in Texas. And so they asked us if we would be interested in renting their house and moving out there and so we said yes, and so we put our house on the market on a Thursday, had a contract by Sunday, closed within 30 days, um, and moved out to another home that's larger than the one we're at, five acres, um, and a little bit of space. So it's been really, really nice. Here's the crazy thing. So the job that the gentleman takes is down in Texas. And so they're explaining where they're moving to in this little town called Godly. Amen. Godly. Crazy, that's where my sister lives. They moved six miles from my sister. Isn't that wild? I just think that's amazing. I know, it's the little things. It's like the other day I went into um, Sam's, bought some drinks. Have been into Sam's a gazillion times. I needed a drink carrier. Did anybody know that Sam's carries drink carriers? Me either. So I'm up there, and I'm like, 
The Lord is like, ask her for a drink carrier. Ask for a drink carrier. I'm like, I have been in Sam's three million times, have never asked for a drink carrier, never even seen one. Here's the thing for me. Normally, I feel like something like that would be an inconvenience to somebody else. And so I'm just not bold enough to ask. I know it sounds minimal, but it isn't for me. It's a big deal. So I asked her for a drink carrier. And she's like, well, we have them. I'm like, you do? She's like, we do. And I'm, again, I know that this seems small, but it's not. It's huge for me. And she's like, yeah, we do. And I'm like, that's amazing. Can I have one? She's like, absolutely. And I'm like, ma'am, you're a rock star. I'm gonna, now, now picture, I'm going to try and carry four drinks out. I mean, that would be a, an event in itself. But the fact of the matter is, in prompted by the Lord to ask for something so small, one, he cares about the small things. We forget that sometimes, don't we? He cares about the small things. And two, to be obedient to ask and to set aside things that may inconvenience somebody else. He is for his children, even if it means a drink carrier at Sam's. Now, this week, you're going to run into something small. It's not too small. He's in it. He cares about it. And he wants to do something with you and for you. Remember that. As small as it is, he's in it. As big as it is, he's in it. It's not too small for him. Anyway, that's a side note. As far as the Fulcrum Center, things are moving along. Um, we're in, involved with um, several different things. Some things are just kind of on the, it's in the point of development. So we're in the process of developing a film studio called Fulcrum Films. Um, I'm working with a friend of mine out of Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, we're already doing a screenwrite in a, um, a movie play, a, a movie. It's called Surfer's Healing. It's about an organization that's in Wilmington that works with autistic children that takes them surfing um, to just help them process those things. So we're working on that. A gentleman from Ireland who's a friend of my friend, Adam um, from Ireland, is writing that. And so we're working back and forth with that. So that's something that's up and coming. Also, another thing that I'm working on um, was invited by Liberty University to start teaching. So I've been teaching online, uh, Old Testament. And just a couple of weeks ago, they asked me if I would start teaching the book of Acts. And also asked me to be what they call the SME, which I find it funny because it's called subject matter expert. I'm like, are you sure you know who you're talking to? But anyway, it's an opportunity that's come up that I'm going to get to do that as well. So those um, extra classes and things like that start for me in August. So we'll get a chance to do that. So many different things that are going on with our family. Um, exciting. Gracie goes off to school in August. She's going to Liberty, so she'll be traveling down there. Um, Olivia, who's not here, she's sick. Um, finished up, finished up her uh, junior year at Union Local this past year. Um, Mercy goes into her junior year at East Richland Christian. Um, Ian Thomas and 
the others below are still being homeschooled and, and such. And um, if you get a chance to run into John, he's taller than I am at 12. So little things that have been going on. So 2 Corinthians, I mean Chronicles, I'm sorry, 2 Chronicles. So a, a couple weeks ago, as I'm reading this passage, there's one word that stuck out to me. Normally, it's the big words, right? Because you, have to, you don't know what they mean. You have to look them up. Not with me. My word in this passage is with. With. I find that really interesting. And it's amazing how one word so small can mean so much. So in our passage, the Spirit of God came on Azariah, son of Oded, and he went out to meet with Asa. Asa is the king of Judah. At this point, he's the king of Judah. He's the third descendant of David, but he's the third king of Judah. And he, he being Azariah, went out to meet Asa. And he said to him, listen to me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin, the Lord is with you when... dot, dot, dot. You are with him. The Lord is with you when you are with him. Now, oftentimes... And, and I've done it, and I'm sure others have too. In our prayer time with the Lord, Lord, I ask you to be with me. Right? How many have prayed that? Lord, be with me. This passage made me kind of back up a little bit. Because a prophet is telling a king here, the Lord is with you when you are with him when you are with him so it's this idea and understanding that there's power in the with there's connection in the with here in the hebrew it means to be inside when you're with somebody we get that i know it sounds simple but we really need to put it into into perspective it's like to be with someone. It's like, it's like this. It's back. Can you slide over, please? Okay. So who am I with? Pat. Pat. I'm with her. Right? With her. Mm-hmm. You doing well? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Actually, I know you're not. Oh, go ahead. I have a, a, a story. You do? Yes. Took the car to the dealership Friday. Mm-hmm. It's dead. <laughs> okay. Not safe to drive. Been driving it. So what am I supposed to do? They have three Subarus, used Subarus on the lot. Okay. Only one is a forester. I like foresters. Okay. So I now have a new used forester. Awesome. That's great. And you were protected driving a car that was dead. Yes. It's amazing. Not only I was, but everybody else was. <laughs> right. <laughs> that well, rode with me because it took me a week or 10 days before I had an appointment. Awesome. So, Yes. That's great. Thank you for it's, sharing. It's bigger than a drink carrier. 
No, no. Well, yours is a people carrier. Yeah, not a big deal if I drop my drink. Yes. That's awesome. That's great. That's with. Sit down, conversation, in the middle of what would be, oh, that's uh, Ian's church, and you need to fit into this box, which we know that's not going to happen, but that's with. That's with. It's a conversation. It's an everyday event. It's normal. It's consistent. That's with. So it's us getting up in the morning going, not, God, I'm, I, I've got my day, and I'm going to go do this. I need you to be with me. It's God, this is the day the Lord has made. Help me be with you, be with you in these things. Now, I understand we have our responsibilities. And we have our God-given responsibilities. God has put us in jobs. God has put us in home. God has put us in school. He's put us those places. So God, help me to be with you there. God is everywhere. That's what the word omnipresent means. He's everywhere. He's with me when I walked into Sam's. He's already there. He's already stuff. Help me be with you. I know I have these responsibilities in life, and I know that you're already there. Omnipresent. Omnipotent, all-powerful, all-knowing. So he's already there. But help me be with you in that. And that's when, you know, when, when Christ was in the, in the temple, and he talks to his parents, and he's like, where have you been? He's like, well, I was in the temple. And I'm business. In your job, in your grocery shopping, in your, you fill in the blank. He's already there. And it's having that in mind so that you join him in what he's doing. Being with him. So there, the Hebrew means to decide. In the English, if you go to the Webster's Dictionary, it's being in the company of, alongside of. Next to having a possession or, a tr- or attribute or characteristic of. That's the weight of the word with. So when this prophet looks at the king and he says, the Lord is with you when you are with him. I can apply that to me. In my everyday life, in my every conversation, the Lord is here. He's in my conversation. He's in where he's called me to my responsibility, my work, my whatever. But he's there. And he's saying, be with me. And then I'm with you. And I empower you. And I strengthen you. In Miss Pat's case, I protect you. 
and everybody else around you. But I'm there and I'm doing these things because you're with me. Many of you couldn't probably remember your kids young and you're going, (laughs) they don't care where you're going. They want to go with you, right? Well, I'm just going to the bathroom. I don't care. (laughs) I'm going. I'm going too. I want to be what? With you. Why? Because you're their hero. They look up to you. They want to be like you. They want to. They want it. Where's your want when it comes to God? That can be a tough question, can't it? For the one who loves you unconditionally, protects you, watches out for you, sometimes it's just, I'm focused on Ian and what Ian has to accomplish and what needs to be done for that day. And my life can be full of ministry. And I can forget God in it. But where's my want? Where's my want to be with my dad? Because if I am, and that's what I have, and that's my desire, then I have a promise that he's going to be with me. Well, this also goes on to say, but if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Well, hold on, Ian. Hold on. What about the promise that he'll never leave us or forsake us? What about that promise? This is where our free will comes in. The forsake is to let loose. Here in this passage, the forsake is to let loose, to let go. The forsake in the promise that comes from Joshua is turn your back on. Two different things. Do we see that? It's two different things. In this passage, if you, fors- if you forsake him, then he'll forsake you. Has there ever been a time when your child is making decisions that's not the best for him and you let them go? They have to make that decision on their own. You haven't turned your back on them because you're going to be there for them no matter what. Right? But sometimes you have to let them go. So what the promise is, is that God is never going to turn his back on you, ever. He will always be there for you. The the parable of the prodigal son, he will be there and he will run back to you when you come back to him. But there's a point in time in your free will, if you decide to step away from him, that he will let you make that choice. So we have two sides here. And this prophet is coming to a king who is leading God's people. And he's saying, if you will be with God, he will be with you. He will be found when you seek him. But if you decide to turn away, he's not going to force you to stay there. That's free will. It's the same if I, and I've said this before, if I grab Julie and wrestle her to the ground and put her in a headlock... 
Say you love me. Say it. Say it. What good is it? Is that, is that, is you, I love you, Ian. Oh, that's all I needed. I just needed your love. Is that really love? No. And that's what it is here. It's like God allows us to choose. I have at points in my life chosen wrong. I have chosen wrong. God didn't stop me and force me back into a relationship with Him and all of this. He didn't. But when I admitted my wrong and asked for forgiveness and came to Him in repentance, this was His posture to me. Because He's never turned His back. He's never forsaken me. He did let me go. But He always received in return. So here... If you are with him, he will be with you. That's a promise. He's always there because he's omnipresent. But I'm talking about the with as relationship to sit down beside him and to have the conversation, to have and build that relationship. Are you with him? Now, oftentimes we can look at that with and go, we well, yeah, I read my Bible. I pray. Great. It's a great first step. But are you with him at Sam's? Are you with him? There. God, how do you see this? What's going on? What decisions do I need to make? And that's the relationship. That's the relationship. I think all of us have people on speed dial on our phones that if we get into a situation, you can call them and ask them, hey, what do you think about such and such? Or what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? Right? Is God on your speed dial. Because whatever situation you're in, uh, He's already there. He's omnipresent. And you know what? He already knows. But are you with him in that? Because then he'll be with you. I just think it's a neat thing. And it was just interesting for me to just go through this and go, man, one word just kind of blew all this stuff up for me. And it made just things very, even more personal. And it's a neat promise. And we all know, whatever you put into a relationship, you get out of it, right? That's all the prophet is saying here. Be with him, seek him, and he'll be with you. But if you choose not to, he'll let you go. It doesn't have to be that way. It really gets to be a close relationship that you can start talking to him about anything.
and he'll respond. So we go from this, at points, idea of a lofty God who can be out and away from us to this very personal, want to be with you. And the thing about the Lord is that he's unlimited, right? Unlimited. Is there anything that he can't do? You, know, you, you get this whole understanding that, that he's unlimited. So that means that the relationship that you have with him, it doesn't matter if you're Billy Graham. You can go deeper because he's unlimited. And there's always can be more. It can be, but it's a choice. It's a pursuit. It's a, we'll get back to what we talked about earlier. It's a want to. Do you want to go with him? Just like our children would follow us anywhere. Blind faith, right? Blind faith. Well, where are you going? I'll say it again. To the bathroom. They have no concept of what that means. Do they? We do. We're like, well, maybe you don't want to. Honestly, but the innocence of their heart and the faith that they have, the only thing they know is they want to be with you and they trust you. That's the innocence of a child. And that, at points, as adults, is what we need to sift through some of the junk in our life and get back to those two points so that we have that type of want to be with Him. And if you have junk you need to sift through, He'll help you. Because He wants that relationship also. Let's pray. Father, Lord God, we are thankful for this day that you've given us. Father, just this time to be together, to look into your scripture from thousands of years ago. And God, I'm just amazed at how you bring it home today, to right now, to what, the, what we face, the things we deal with. Father, thank you. I thank you for giving us insight. I thank you for your wisdom, Father. But also, I pray and I ask you to help our hearts be healed if they need to be. Father, that our trust and our blind faith and our innocence, that those things are restored towards you. That we can trust you in all things. And that, Father, that, that you desire to be with us but Father, those times and those days when we struggle with our want to be with you, Father, help us. Meet us where we are. Mend the brokenness. Bring healing upon our hearts, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. And Father, draw us into that want with you. 
We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.